Valley Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at this same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But say, look here. Today is December 4th. You know what that means? Well, it means that three weeks from today is Christmas. Say, boy, it sure is time for you and Dad to get together and decide what you're going to get Mother for her extra special present this year. Well, here's one swell idea. If you live beyond the city gas mains, I'll bet there's nothing Mother would appreciate more than a beautiful new Skelgas kitchen range. Skelgas, you know, spelled S-K-E-L-G-A-S, is rich, clean, natural gas compressed in steel cylinders and delivered to your home by your Skelgas dealer. It brings you all the convenience of city gas service for cooking delicious meals quickly and easily. But say, don't forget this. Your Skelgas dealer is now offering an amazing free gift with every Skelgas kitchen range ordered before Christmas. A gorgeous 57-piece set of colored dinnerware in the gay Barcelona pattern. A set that has sold in leading stores for as much as $14.95. Yet it's yours absolutely free with any Skelgas kitchen range if you order it now. Now, here's something else to tell Dad. He can get any Skelgas kitchen range on a liberal, easy payment plan. Ask your Skelgas dealer all about it, but don't put it off. Here's a real opportunity to bring Mother the comfort and convenience of cooking with Skelgas on a modern Skelgas range that she'll always be proud of. But besides this, she'll have a lovely 57-piece set of gay Barcelona pattern colored dinnerware that won't cost Dad one cent extra. So... Do something about this swell idea right away, won't you? Ask Dad tonight if he doesn't think it's time to stop at your Skelgas dealer and get fixed up on that big double Christmas present for Mother that the whole family will enjoy with her for years to come. And now to Captain Midnight. Events are rapidly approaching a thrilling climax. Chuck Ramsey is attempting a dangerous takeoff from the small square in front of the Aztec Temple at the foot of the waterfall. The plane has been lightened, and Chuck, because of his light weight, is flying the ship instead of Captain Midnight. At the other end of the square is a low stone wall, against which Chuck might crash. Captain Midnight is standing where Chuck started the plane rolling. The ship is now halfway from that point to the wall. Pinky, Slim, and Patsy are watching with fear in their eyes as the plane approaches them. Listen as Patsy exclaims... Something's wrong. The plane isn't moving fast enough. Get going, Chuck. Get going. He ain't going to make it. He shouldn't have tried it. He'll crack up again this wall here, sure. Come on, Chuck. Get that thing off the ground. Look. The nose is coming up. Chuck's pulling the stick back. More, Chuck. More. Those wheels have got to come up higher. Ain't right fast enough. He didn't have enough speed. Them wheels are going to hit the wall. Look. The wheels are hit by the great frizzling look at that. Hey, look! Something's happening! Jump from the secret 
for the next second, the fellow story come on open her wide, Chuck. He's got her wide open. I can tell by the sound. Climbing, he says. Look, he's still moving. Gosh, oh, hemlock, he ain't hit the water yet. Not a boy, Chuck, not a boy. You're coming through. You're going to make it. He's making it. Look, the ship's beginning to rise. I come, that's what it's doing. That air wings higher now than it was. Oh, by the great horn, don't you were right. I can see air between them there wheels and the water. You're coming through, Chuck. I knew you would. Oh, if that engine doesn't quit now, he's going to make it. Look, look, he's climbing well now, see? He's up on them trees. Oh, I never seen a prettier sight in my life. Oh, me either, Slim. Any a veteran pilot wouldn't have been able to do what Chuck did then. See? He's beginning to turn. He's climbing up to get over the ridge. Yeah, he's okay now. Well, he certainly had several mighty bad moments there. Gosh, what made him sink down over the water after he got over the wall? Well, when his wheels hit the wall, Pinky, it stopped him so much that he lost nearly all his flying speed. I don't know how he ever kept the ship level. No. Down in the valley, there's a lot of dead air. Hey, we'd better be getting out of here. Chuck will be on the ground an hour by the time we get back. <laughs> yes, you're right. Come on, everybody, let's hurry. An hour later. Captain Midnight and his companions have climbed up the mountainside, crossed the underground river, and come out of the cave above the dry lake bed. Patsy has gone to help her mother care for Dolores Pareda, while Pinky and Slim have returned to their guard post. Near the plane which Chuck has taxied up beneath the trees, he and Captain Midnight are standing together talking. Let's listen as Captain Midnight says. Well, Chuck, my sincere congratulations. You put on as nice a job of flying as I've ever seen. Gosh, Captain, thanks a lot. But I was awfully lucky. I still don't know how I managed to keep that ship in the air. Oh, no, it wasn't all luck, Chuck. Not by a long shot. You showed the result of training. And best of all, you kept cool. And it had been very easy when your wheels hit that wall to have become excited and lost your head. I knew there was only one thing to do. I could feel I'd lost almost all of my flying speed. And with the motor already wide open, the only thing I could do was to shove the nose down. Mm-hmm. But it looked as though I was going to hit the water before I'd picked up any speed. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the treads in your tires went a bit wet. One time, I certainly didn't see any air between them and the water. Oh, gosh, I know I was awfully low. But I had such a hard time keeping the ship level that I couldn't think of anything else. Yes, I know. You were down there in a pocket, nothing but dead air. I guess the controls were rather wobbly, weren't they? No, I'll say they were. I thought a wing was going to drop off any second. <laughs> well, now that's over. We've got to look into the future. We've accomplished our first objective, which was to gain possession of two planes. Now that we have them, we must use them to advantage. I noticed you divided up the gasoline evenly between the ships. Are we going to do some flying right away? I did that as a safety measure, Chuck. We can't tell what's going to happen. The way it is now, both ships have a couple of hours' supply of gas. If there were only four of us, we could fly out of here. Yes, I know, but that's impossible. However, I had a long talk with Senor Pereira this morning. He and I are leaving on a trip. Gosh, Red, can't I go? No, Chuck, no. You're more valuable here. That forced landing on the Temple Square and this takeoff have shown me how much you can be relied upon. Yeah, you've got plenty of courage. You can keep your wits about you. That's mighty important. Where are you going, Red? We're going to try to get help from the authorities. Senor Pareda didn't want to, but I persuaded him it was the best thing to do. He didn't want to? Well, Chuck, he's always handled his own affairs without any outside help. Uh, sort of like a feudal lord. Mm, I see. He felt he should be able to fight his own battles. Well, when do you think you'll be back? We're going to take off at dusk. I think it's best to fly at night and thus avoid sharks out pilots. We should be back later on in the night, certainly before daybreak. Gosh, Red, I just thought of something. Yeah? You remember the mix-up we got into when we thought that one of Shark's pilots was flying the Spartan? Yes, I remember that only too well. Better fix up some kind of an identification for the plane I'm flying. Shark's planes are the same color. We don't want to make any mistakes. I'll say not. Now, listen, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tie a small white streamer to the tail skid, so you'll be sure to know me. That's swell. Now, is there anything you want me to do around here? Only this. Make the rounds of the guard posts at least every two hours. 
Be sure the men are awake and on their toes. Okay, Red. I'll be sure and do it. Now, uh, can you think of any other questions? Yeah. Hmm? Suppose something happens and you don't get back here. You know, we've had a little trouble with these motors and you might have a forced landing. Yeah, that's very true, Chuck. Well, the town to which we're going lies due north and is almost exactly an hour's flight. If we're not back an hour after daybreak, you take off, fly to this town, tell your story to the authorities. Tell them you're an American citizen. Show them your passport. I had hoped we could wind up our business down here without troubling the Mexican government. But it doesn't look as though that's going to be possible. Okay, Red. I'll remember. Well, I guess that's all. If something unexpected happens, you'll have to use your own judgment. So far, I'm glad to say it's been pretty good. Well, thanks, Captain. I'll do my best. Yes, I know you will, Jack. Now, I'm going to get some much-needed rest. Be sure and call me about an hour before dark. And at the exact moment this conversation between Captain Midnight and Chuck took place, two men were creeping through a hidden jungle trail, and as we find them now, they are emerging into the open square in front of the Aztec Temple. They are Ivan Shark and his chief pilot, Gardo, standing not far from the waterfall. Let's listen as Ivan Shark says. Yes, Gardo, the Indian guide was right. That trail led directly to the temple. Say, this is some place, Chief. Look at that waterfall. It kind of gives you the shivers. At one time, Gardo, this scene was one of barbaric splendor. That kind of lingo's over my head, Chief. I don't get you. Huh? Yeah. Just as well. You have no imagination, Gardo, and that is a good thing. What did they use this joint for anyway, Chief? You see that massive block of stone in the middle of the square, Gardo? Why, sure, Chief. I'm looking at it now. Well, that block of stone is an altar. Once a year, the high priests of the tribe sacrificed the most beautiful maiden in the tribe. You, you mean they killed her? That's exactly what I mean, Gardo. First, they bathed her in the water from the fall. Then they put her on the altar in the presence of all the people. Gee, I don't like to think about it, Chief. It gives me the craze. <laughs> no, Gardo. It is not a very pleasant thought. But to a man of my intelligence, these things are highly interesting. But we must leave such matters and get back to other things. Yeah. Yeah, we'd better be thinking about the parade of treasure. Yes. Now, as soon as I have completed a preliminary survey of this place, we will investigate the underground dungeon. But first, we must... What's wrong, Chief? What are you looking at? The plane, Gardo. The plane that Chuck Ramsey landed here. Where is it? Yeah. I don't know, Chief. It was on the edge. Must have fallen over into the water. You are sure it was not blown out? Well, how could it, Chief? Look for yourself. Uh, you're right. No one could fly out of here. Now, about this trail up the mountainside. Oh, there it is, Chief, on the right of the waterfall. Shall we go up to it? No, not now. I have just thought of something. If this trail can be used by Captain Midnight and his friends... It can also be used by us. Hey, Chief, you're right. We can slip up this trail and give them no work. I will think about it, Gardo. We do not have time today. And tomorrow we will be busy with the cattle drive. But on the day following, we will put my plan into effect. Yeah. Captain Midnight thinks we don't know about this trail. Yes, Gardo, and that is the beautiful part of it. We will gather all our men together, keep up this path, and surprise Captain Midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and what a surprise that will be, Gardo. <laughs> yes, if Ivan Shark leads his men up the mountainside and they find their way over the underground river, they will come out into the circular valley 
through the cave which shelters Ma and Patsy Donovan. And by doing this, they can take Captain Midnight and his friends completely by surprise. What will happen next? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, how would you like to give Mother a beautiful 57-piece set of the popular new color dinnerware for Christmas? A bright, colorful 57-piece set of dishes, glassware, and tableware in the gay, romantic Barcelona pattern. Well, here's how you might be able to do it if you live beyond the city gas main. Just ask Dad if he doesn't think it would be a swell idea to get Mother a Skell Gas kitchen range for Christmas. Then tell him that your Skell Gas dealer is now offering a 57-piece dinnerware set absolutely free with every Skell Gas kitchen range he sells. No doubt your dad already knows about Skelgas, spelled S-K-E-L-G-A-S, and how it brings all the convenience of city gas to those who live beyond the gas main. So, if dad decides to get mother a Skelgas range for Christmas, he'll also get that free 57-piece dinnerware set. And that can be your present to mother. A mighty swell idea, isn't it? Well, tell dad about it tonight. Now, if there is no Skelgas dealer nearby... Drop a postcard to the Skell Gas Company, Kansas City, Missouri, for full information. And don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Will Ivan Shark be able to take Captain Midnight's party by surprise? And where have Captain Midnight and Senor Parada gone? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing!